It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It is finally time. It is Magic Media Day, but some bad news for the Magic. Before they begin training camp, it's time for a Monday edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. are indeed locked on magic today is september 26 2022 my name is philip rossman reich i'm the expert at site editor over at orlando magic daily.com because follow me on twitter at philip rr underscore omd on today's episode of locked on magic the orlando magic get hit with a heavy blow with a big loss heading into training camp as markel fultz will miss an indefinite amount of time with a fractured left big toe that's that's that sucks that's 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 like the worst one to fracture in fact um, we'll get into what that means for the Magic, as well as what that means for training camp coming up here in just a moment. Plus, we'll ask some big questions about core guys on the team as we get ready for camp to begin. Before we do any of that, though, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA, including our pals at Locked On Bucks, B-U-C-S as they break down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' loss to the Green Bay Packers. No matter who your team is, there's a Locked On podcast for you to search for a Locked On and a team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. You can probably tell by the raspiness of my voice and, and perhaps the, some of the sniffles that I'm having here, uh, I am also not entering training camp 100% to, uh, today. Um, it is I, I'm dealing with some type of cold. I don't believe it's COVID. The COVID tests I've been taking have been coming back negative. Um, I still plan to be at Media Day, um, but uh, obviously I'm going to try and keep my distance as well because uh, that, that, that's the last thing that anybody needs is, is, is to spread around some type of cold or whatever. But the Magic's injury bug is already hitting and already hitting the team fairly hard. We already knew that Gary Harris was likely going to miss some time during training camp, if not all of training camp, after tearing, tearing the meniscus in his left knee and undergoing surgery there. Franz Wagner rolled his ankle. He played through it, but rolled his ankle at Eurobasket. Definitely some concern there. Jonathan Isaac's return is still completely unknown. Hopefully we get an answer to that on Monday. Uh, and, of course, Jalen Suggs had ankle surgery early in the offseason. He appears to be back on the court and appears to be doing just fine now, too. Injuries have been the story for this team for the last two years. It derailed the Magic's hopes of trying to make the playoffs in 2021, and, and yeah, that was maybe a playoff team in 2021 um, during the during the kind of pandemic year. Um, but they ultimately decided to, to to kind of reset the whole thing because injuries really killed them. And last year, too, injuries were a major story with Jalen Suggs missing major time, Markel Fultz not returning until the All-Star break, and of course, Jonathan Isaac missing the entire season. This team has had its share of injuries and had its share of bad injury luck. And this is just more of it. Marco Fultz 
but someone with, we were all really excited about seeing this year. Um, and seeing because this would have been his first fully, his first health, first healthy full offseason. Um, obviously, he dealt with injuries throughout his rookie year in Philadelphia, his first three years in Philadelphia. Came to Orlando, was rehabbing his injury before he was uh, uh, declared ready to ready to play before the start of the 2020 season. He got through the 2020 season fairly healthy, um, but obviously that was a COVID-shortened offseason, so not really an opportunity for him to work on his game. This was his chance to really get make, kind of cement the major gains that he'd been showing throughout the course of his career to this point, at least his time with the Magic. Um, and that was certainly something that we were all very, very eager to see because he was really good for the Magic last year. He was really, really good for the Magic after the All-Star break when the Magic put him in the game. This is obviously a huge setback. Um, training camp for young players especially is so vital. It is where the foundations of every team is is kind of set. It's, the, it's where, like, it's where you really kind of find your place within the team. And Fultz, obviously, is not going to get that. Um, he is a good enough player that he could pick things up quickly, and, and, and I don't think that's much of a concern. But obviously, for a team, losing your starting point guard, or who you expect to be your starting point guard, hurts a lot. It's not that Cole Anthony's not capable of handling the spot, but we all anticipate that Markel Fultz was by far the best option and by far the best player at the spot, a player who could elevate a lot of people's games. And frankly, we're just excited to see how he worked with several of these players. The good news is, this does not seem like a major injury. He is in a walking boot for protection, but he will not need surgery. So that is the good news. Uh, many of the kind of online sleuths would say that a, a broken big toe will keep a player out four to eight weeks. So could very well be back for the start of the season. Could be back around Thanksgiving or a little bit before then in, in November. So we're not dealing with Markel Fultz with a major injury that's going to keep him out for a significant for an overly significant amount of time. The timing of it sucks, no doubt. The timing is bad because this is where the team is getting cemented. And for those that believe that the Magic could make a playoff push, could make a play-in tournament push, this is something that could kill the Canary and the coal miner. I don't, I don't know if that's the phrase, but it could kind of kill this thing before we even get going. Um, because it's going to be a struggle without him, no doubt. And, and and the team does lack a little bit of depth of point guard. You know, Cole Anthony will obviously fill in. Jalen Suggs can play some point. The Magic have gone very far out of their way at times to keep R.J. Hampton from playing point. And then obviously you have Devin Kennedy who can play point guard as well. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, if uh, uh, Javon Howard can play point guard. Uh, I think he's more of a two, um, the, the Magic's two-way player that they signed this offseason. It's it's obviously a tough look. It's obviously a, a tough tough thing for the Magic, and, and it's tough that we have to start this season. Uh, frankly, an episode that should be a celebration, should be an optimistic look ahead to the season. It's frustrating that we have to start media day and start this moment in time talking about something so negative and 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 so much that it's going to hurt this team. You know, Gary Harris losing him is going to hurt this team just for the stability and the three point shooting that he gives them. But it wasn't a core guy. It wasn't a guy that, you know, the Magic need to see on the floor to figure out what their future is going to be. Markel Fultz is very much a guy that the Magic have to figure out how he fits into their bigger picture. Again, they're going to get the opportunity to do so. It's not like Fultz is going to be out for the whole season. It's not like this is a season-long injury, although, you know, sometimes with the Magic, who's to say? 
But this is still an injury that's going to hurt a lot and hurt a ton and really put the Magic in something of a bind. Um, this is a guy that, that excuse me, um, that, again, just makes everybody better. And he's had such a lot of, such bad luck with injuries. It hurts to see him miss this extraordinary opportunity, this really big opportunity, uh, sitting out. And it hurts the Magic, obviously, too. So we enter, we enter um, training camp, we enter media day, unfortunately, talking about an injury, talking about something negative, something that could have a very big effect on the Magic's ultimate kind of win-loss total this season, although that is ultimately not the team's main goal. I'm going to spend the rest of this episode kind of talking about big questions I have for two key players on the Magic roster now that Marco Fultz is out. We'll probably be leaning a lot more on Wendell Carter and Paolo Bancaro, among others, to step into the fold. We're going to talk about those guys, probably the Magic's two best players, and with Franz Wagner, of course, um, as we get ready for training camp to begin. But first, let's get a quick word from our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football and basketball betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check out all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. They also have NBA over-unders, as well as look over-unders for Paolo Bancaro's stat line, as well as Rookie of the Year, Paolo Bancaro. Obviously, the favor to win Rookie of the Year. We're going to talk about him in just a moment. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So, the place that I want to start, let's let's start with Paolo Bancaro. Let's start talking about what we can expect from Paolo Bancaro this year. Um, obviously, I think the first place you got to start is that, that rookies are bad. It doesn't matter how talented, it doesn't matter how good they look, rookies are bad. In fact, if you've done your drafting right, the rookie season is probably the worst season any player is going to have. Like, look, as good as Courtney Lee was, he was better with the Nets than he was with the Magic. He might have been in the wrong role. He might have been not as impactful because of that, that he was a better player as he got older, as he as he continued to mature, as he continued to learn the league. Franz Wagner, as good as he was last year, made plenty of mistakes. He was good at correcting those mistakes. He was good... At, at, at adjusting and, and, and hiding those mistakes really well. But the Magic are going to put more on his plate this year because he is a better player. And we can clearly see from his run at Eurobasket that he is a better player. So it is important for me to remind you before training camp begins, rookies are terrible. 
Look at Kevin Durant's stat line his rookie year. I think he shot like 32% from the floor, you know, like really bad shooting percentages. It's one of the reasons I'm not so worried about Jalen Suggs, although certainly there are reasons to be a little bit worried about Jalen Suggs and his um, overall potential and, and, and future outcome. Again, rookies are back. And so it's fair to assume and fair to, to guess that Paolo Bancaro is going to have his fair share of struggles. But the real question is not necessarily about those valleys. It's not even necessarily about it, it, it's not even necessarily about the peaks, but it's about the NBA readiness. When we went through the draft process, when we went through the draft conversations, while I ultimately, and, and, I, and I still have it here, I still have it here, um, while I ultimately said to pick someone else, um, I conceded and always conceded, Paolo Bancaro was probably going to rookie of the year. He is the most NBA-ready player. The Magic are listing him at 255 pounds, 6'10". This guy has at, least the, has at least the weight, it seems like, to handle the NBA and to handle the rigors of what the Magic are going to expect him to do. The question is, how ready is he for the NBA? And that's something we're going to learn very, very quickly, I think. Um, if Paolo is as good as we all think he can be, the Magic are going to put him in that lineup front and center. He's going to be making pass. I mean, Jamal Mosley's essentially said this on the pod squad last a couple weeks ago. They're going to put him in the high post. They're going to run plays with him. They're going to run him as a screener. They're going to run him as a pick-and-roll ball handler. They're going to put him everywhere because they believe he is that versatile. And so the question then becomes, how well can he handle all of this? The answer seemingly is pretty well. He obviously dominated Summer League and, and very much looked like he was a class above. And like I say during Summer League, it, Summer League is about whether you belong or whether you can play. It's about whether you can't play. He looked like he was better than everybody there and didn't really need to be there. He was there to get his feet wet. He got his feet wet, and the Magic shut him down after two games. That's all they needed to see. Obviously, he went to the crossover, put up 50 in a very lazy Pro-Am game. No offense to the crossover. It's a great event. Um, but we all know what that event is and what that's supposed to be. And so now that we're here in the regular season, now that we're here in training camp, he is going to get tested. His own team is going to test him. I joked about this with a few people that I talked that that covered the team, and I'm I was like, you know, what I'd love for Jamal Mosley to do is later this week, not necessarily early in the week, but maybe like Thursday, Friday, Saturday before they head up to Memphis on Monday or on Sunday. Have Mo Wagner guarding Paolo Bancaro and just tell the refs, bury the whistle. We need to test this guy completely. We need to test this guy and, and his ability to take physicality and his ability to just work through frustration even. I think that that is something, I, if I were a coach, that is something I would 100% do. You know what, Mo, obviously, to hurt him, but you need to test his you need to test him physically. He needs to know what it's going to be like and how others are going to test him. And his team needs to know that he can handle the attention he's going to get. Again, there's no reason to think that Paolo cannot handle all this and cannot succeed at this. He is built for it. And so the question, and this is really the question that's going to be answered all season, that's going to really help determine his ceiling, is just how good can he be? How good can he be this quickly? That is one of the central questions that I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try and answer 
And, and Paolo's going to have to answer throughout the course of the season. He's going to have his, his valleys, though. Don't be surprised if he has a couple eight-point games or a couple really bad shooting performances. If anything, the Magic want him to, fi- to have those right now so he can figure out what he needs to do to fix those, to get to his spots, to get his shot up, which shots he should be taking, which shots he shouldn't be taking. If This is a year that's, again, not necessarily about winning. It's about learning how to win, but not necessarily measured by winning. Then he's got to learn what he needs to do to help his team win. And obviously, I think what took us by surprise at Summer League was just how willing of a passer he is. And that's going to make him that much more dangerous and valuable, too. I'm asking this question not to raise doubt, but again, set the table for what's going to be important this year. I think Paolo can answer all these questions. For most of these questions I answer, I'm asking, you know, some of them are legitimate questions. Some of them are more curious questions. Most of them, I'm like, yes, I think they can answer this question. If they can answer this question, then we get to go to the next level. Then we get to go to the next step. Paolo Bancaro is certainly good enough to be that player, to make that kind of an impact, and to really, really, really be a, a key guy for this team immediately. And that's really, really exciting to see. But the proof is always what happens on the floor. It's not about theoretical. It's not about being the number one draft pick. Draft picks are like used cars. The moment the moment you drive them off the lot, they lose their value. Paolo Bancaro has to prove himself all over again, as does everyone. Every year is about reproving yourself because especially with a young roster, it's about consistency. It's about what can you do every year? What can I count on you every single year to do? And that's what a lot of players on the Magic roster have to figure out, whether it's Chuma Okiki, you know, becoming a more consistent three-point shooter, whether it's Cole Anthony in whatever role the Magic are going to have for him, whether it's Mo Bamba adjusting to whatever role the Magic are going to put him in um, this year. There are a lot of questions and a lot of things that the Magic have to figure out. And one of the bigger ones, and certainly one of the big ones, is how ready Paolo Bancaro is to take over and and to be a player immediately. How NBA ready is he? One guy that we do do not have a ton of questions about, but still want to see a little bit more from, is Wendell Carter. We'll talk about how he needs, how he can level up coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So last year for the Orlando Magic, um, Wendell Carter was probably the most consistent player. Um, look, Franz Wagner is probably the most talented player. I think eventually he w- he. I mean, I think Powell is probably the best player on the team at, at the end of the day or, or, or down the road. Franz isn't too far behind him. Wendell Carter was probably the most consistent and solid player for the team last year. He set good screens. He defended well. He did whatever the team asked of him. He was willing to do whatever the team needed for him. And that kind of sacrifice 
that made him a team leader. He, if, if you ask me who the team's captains are this year, it's Cole Anthony and Wendell Carter. Because Cole is the heart of this team. He's kind of the heartbeat and the energy of this team. Wendell Carter is the guy that kind of keeps everyone calm and cool. He's the guy that when he speaks, it's, it's serious enough that everyone has to listen. And his play is just a steady drumbeat. Doesn't do anything spectacular, which was the knock on him coming out of college. But that's ultimately his greatest strength. And so to me, you look at Wendell Carter and you see a player who still has a lot of untapped potential. I've joked and I've talked and thought a little bit about this season, how Wendell Carter could be sort of a mini Jokic. I think he is a good enough passer. I think he's a, a, a player that the Magic trust to run their offense throughout of the high post that he could get his assists up to around three, three and a half, maybe four per game. And if he could do that, then the Magic's offense suddenly kind of finds another gear, finds an extra gear. That is part of the story for Wendell Carter. His story is very much the Magic's entire story. We talked about it on our last episode. Jamal Mosley said this team needs to level up. And we talked about all the different ways that you can define that. And certainly it's about individual improvement too. But it's also getting from level B to level A, from tier three to tier two, tier two to tier one, being one of the best players in the league. I think most of us would probably say Wendell Carter is not going to be a Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic level player. Right? That kind of talent emerges very much earlier and much sooner. The Wendell Carter can be a very solid player, can be a rock steady player, a guy that is in the right spots all the time, that defends well, that contests shots, that does everything the team could ask of him. That's all the Magic need from him. That's all the Magic want. So if he scores, and scores a bit more efficiently, if he's a better three-point shooter, because his nominal three-point shot, he shot, what, 32% from, from beyond the arc last year? His nominal three-point shot was enough to get defenders to creep out to him. His passing was good enough that defenders had to respect it and had to be wary of it. And that enabled him to score a little bit more off the dribble. Wendell Carter does all these things really, really well. In addition to being a great post defender uh, against the likes of even Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid. He very quietly had very good statistical numbers, as imperfect as some of those numbers are, against those two specifically. Wendell Carter has the opportunity to level up. Again, maybe not to become an all-star, maybe not to become a superstar, but to become one of the most solid all-around players in the league. And what the Magic want to see from him is to see everything jump up. To see everything from him get a whole lot better. That's really what Wendell Carter has to do. He has to be better at everything because that will level him up and level everyone on this team up and make everyone else's life easier. An extra screen assist, an extra regular assist, an extra three-pointer per game. All that stuff makes the team better and makes him that much more jack-of-all-trades that can do everything and that defenses can't figure out what he's going to do next. He may not have the athleticism, he may not have the shot-making ability to be a super-duper star or, or, or necessarily even a perennial all-star. But he has the ability to be a rock-solid player and the fulcrum from which this team can operate from. 
Those are what I see from two of the Magic's key players. We've talked plenty about Franz Wagner, so I think we'll give him the break. Obviously, disappointing news with Barco Fultz out for at least the start of training camp. We'll see how long he ultimately is out with that broken toe. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily for the latest from Magic Media Day on Monday. I am still planning to go. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to be over this in the morning. I'm usually pretty pretty tough. I've, I've, I, I, think, I think I'll be fine. Um, so, well, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily for the latest from Magic Media Day. We're super excited to bring that to you. We'll have more on that on Tuesday's episode of Locked on Magic. But now that you're done with us, Make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for your fantasy basketball season with Locked On Fantasy Basketball. That's good to do for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is Bill we'll see you again next time for another episode of Locked On. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.